Welcome to Makers Chat, a podcast community for creatives. I'm your host, Danielle Kaminsky, artist, maker, and educator from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Join me as we share our stories and explore the topics that are most important to creative entrepreneurs and makers. Hey, everybody. I'm super excited to be back for another episode of Makers Chat. And today I am with my friend, Carol Lockwood. So I've met Kara in person in September when I went to a class in Georgia, and then I had the opportunity to get to know her even better in October on a creative retreat. But I found her online long before that and actually learned how to paint flowers from her through a community class that she offered. And I just really, really love her style, but she also has built an amazing community online. And so I thought, what better time to have her on here than when we're talking about community. So thank you, Kara, for being here today. Thank you, Danielle. I am super honored to be here and I'm even extra honored to have you as part of my community. So it means a lot to me. I'm excited to be in there. That's awesome. So starting off, just tell the audience who you are and what you do. Okay, so, well, I mean, that's just a crazy loaded question. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And sorry if you hear my dog barking in the background. It's something that is just can't be controlled. Uh, (laughs) um, I'm an artist. And that is, that's been the hardest thing to come to realization with and and say publicly and and say with confidence. Um, But first and foremost, I'm an artist. For several years, I thought, you know, I used to introduce myself as, hi, my name's Kara Lockwood. I'm a DIY retailer. You know, so I, re- I retail DIY paint. But I realized through growth and a lot of soul searching and what have you was I wasn't giving myself the credit, you know, the credit that I needed to give myself. Um, so that's what I, I'm an artist. And, and then my, my, I guess my largest, my, my biggest passion is that I'm a creative coach. And um, my vision is just to build communities that support women and where women support each other and where I can share my passions and share my desire to learn and to grow and to become the best people that we can be. Um, There's so much more to that, right? Who we are (laughs) and what we do and because every day is different. And so, but, but that's, that's what I can kind of verbalize right now. I understand. I understand completely. And you do a great job um, leading your community, honestly. And uh, so tell, tell our audience a little more about the art that you create. What, what do you feel like your style is? Oh my goodness. Um, and I think that's probably why I have such a hard time. I've had such a hard time saying I'm an artist. I'm this, because some people will tell me they know my style and they can see my style and all of that, but I tend to move all over the place. Um, I think that if, if, if you asked, right. Or if if somebody asked what, you know, what would you be most known for? It would probably be, like you said, my florals and my, my layered florals and all of that, but I love everything. And so, or intuitive art. So I do a lot of intuitive art as well. Um, but then I'm going to dabble in, um, just very simple art. I do a lot of doodling. I'm trying to think I'm losing, I'm losing the word. 
um, <laughs> oh well, I can't think of it, ADD. Um, but it, it, it's just so hard to say for me, what's my style? I love color. I love, I love very bold. I tend to go very, very bold with a lot of my art. Um, and not, you know, every once in a while I'll try something very delicate and then I end up splatting paint all over it and smudging and, you know, putting my hands in it and it turns bold. So, um, but yeah, I guess, would you, would you say that? Would you think, I mean, what, if you think, if, what, what do you think you see me as? Um, yeah, I'm the same way. Sometimes it's hard to come up with words. So I, I like to hear how people, you know, think about their own, but I do. I love you're very colorful. I love that you're, you're very colorful. Your art is very bold. Um, I know that you do lots of different types of art, but for me, I think the thing that I get most drawn to in your art is your canvas painting and, and definitely the, the bold canvas painting that you do. I did love the series that you did with, that was all black and white. Um, and like, it was, it was like white backgrounds and it was pretty much all like black. Yes. It yes. Was, it was beautiful. Yes. It was beautiful. But, um, like I said, I was like you said, you're, I feel like you're known for your florals. I found you because of your florals. Um, I feel like because you teach that so well, that's, that's what we sort of see most of your work as, but this most recent, um, piece that you put out there that by the time this episode airs, I think your, your class will have just finished, but the color pop piece, yes. the, the furniture yes. piece, yes. I love that because it combines those two things so so beautifully you did the black and white background and then you added the bold color and it's just I love Thank that you. I love that I will say that that is my I mean that would probably be the style I go back to the most often because it it does combine everything I like because I love to doodle and you guys you know if you're in my group you know I love to doodle and I and I teach kind of the importance of doodling um, I love to doodle, I love color and I love bold, but then there's some femininity in that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I call it my color pop. I've done several murals uh, and I have two of them in my house. And so, yeah, the class is finishing, but that class is going to be available for, I mean, it'll be available for a while longer. So if people do want to join it, they'll be able awesome. to join by the time this airs still, and it will be available for weeks. Okay, perfect. So they'll just go to your yeah. website if they want to check that out. Yes, yes. And that'll be down in the, the show notes on this episode. So easy to find, guys, if you want to check it out. So what led you, I know you you haven't always, well, you've probably always been an artist, but that hasn't always been your job, right? So what led you to start a creative business? Right. Um, I was not an artist. And in fact, I didn't even think that I was creative. Back a long time ago, I was a preschool teacher and um, I didn't even do my own bulletin boards because I just didn't feel creative or inspired to do it, right? Which now I think like, oh my gosh, I could have done fabulous bulletin boards. Why didn't I do those, you know? Um, but I had my, my teacher's assistant do the bulletin boards. Um, what led me to it is I was in a I was a consultant, an education consultant. So I worked for the Department of Ed, for the United States Department of Ed, for different school districts and all of that, doing things like writing grants, um, coaching teachers, 
So I've always done that arm of working with women in that way, but doing a lot of grant writing, a lot of quality improvement projects and things like that, working with the state, um, federal and local governments. And coming from the world of a preschool teacher and then working my way up to this, and I had a consulting firm and people you know, under me and whatever, I found myself behind the computer all of the time which if you're creative, which I didn't know I was creative, but if you're, but I was clearly, if you're creative, you know, that's not a good thing to be behind a computer all the time, unless you're a computer graphic person. But I, I walked every day with this one lady and she said, oh my gosh, I just painted this cabinet. Look at this picture with Annie Sloan paint. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I was like, I, I, I don't have the, I don't have the time or patience to do that. She's like, you don't have to do anything. Just do, you just paint it, just go get some. So I went and that was it. I was hooked, I was hooked. And here I was working this full-time plus consulting job with people working for me. And I went to this local store in my community and I said, I need to learn more. I wanna work for you on the weekends. <laughs> and so I did that and it all started, the whole creative process started with painting furniture and I kept on wanting more and more and more and more. And the gal that I, that I worked for at that store, she was an artist and she was an interior decorator. And so I, I mean, and she was like amazingly quirky and, and different and wild and really cool. And I was just overwhelmed with, with um, influence by her. And that's where it started. And, and at one point, a friend of mine came to me and said, you have all this vintage furniture. I'm a photographer. Let's start a studio. So we started a studio and that's where we started doing workshops and it just evolved from there. And that was all in California. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So when did you move to Texas? How long have you been in Texas? So I've been in Texas for four years and that happened because as I was doing this, this journey to my creative self, I still had all of this other work, you know, my consultant work and my creative self wasn't making any money. My consultant work was making a lot of money. Right. And I went to my husband one day and I said, I just, I can't do this anymore. And he's like, oh, you're going to close the studio, you know, the studio that was costing us money. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're going to close the studio. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I can't do my job anymore. I can't, I just, I can't do it. My heart was just pulling me, pulling me, pulling me. And I started not doing my job well and still earning money and having a lot of guilt for that. Right. Because all I wanted to be doing was making things and creating and, and growing this skill that I found that I had. And he said to me, he said, Kara, we live in Southern California. You, you, you make half of our income. You can't do that. And I'm like, I have to. <laughs> and he's like, and so we sat on this for a while and I told him I was going to have a nervous breakdown and all this. And he's like, well, we can move to Texas. And he had been telling me that for years, we should move to Texas. It would make our life easier. Yeah. And I was like, does that mean I get to do what I want in life? And he's like, I think so. And oh, I'm, I'm having tears. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'll do it. And it was a huge sacrifice because we left our, our we had kids in, our, in their twenties and all of that. Um, but it, it meant so much to me to be able to create 
a life that I was starting to envision that would be the life that I really, really always wanted all my life. Yes, that is huge. That's huge. And having a supportive partner really like, because I'm the same way when things changed for me about, I guess it's been about four, four and a half years ago now. My husband was just there for me and he was like, we're going to make it work. Whatever you need to do, we're going to make it happen. And I, and I couldn't have done it without him. So I know that's, that's a huge. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. I'm so happy that you have a husband like that as well. It just, I, um, you know, I, I feel bad for anybody who doesn't, but I also know that as, as women, we have this inner strength. So even if you don't have, you know, um, somebody like that behind you, you have yourself and, and you have this ability and it makes it harder, but we can right. all do it. We can all yes. get to a place that's at least closer to what we mm-hmm. really want. You know? Yeah, no, where there's a will, there is most certainly a way. <laughs> That's but, um, right. But yeah, when you're in a relationship, when you have their support, that makes it, that makes it hugely easier for, for sure. Absolutely. And happens Absolutely. a lot faster than we probably would be able to make it happen otherwise. <laughs> right, right. So um, do you know your Enneagram type? <laughs> I love okay, the Enneagram. So- I love to talk Enneagram. So I'm just so curious. Because I knew you were going to ask this. This is not something I know a lot about. Um, in fact, I've been very confused about it, but that's because I never took a test. Um, so last night I took a test. And um, so you can tell me more about it, maybe. Um, because I, I came up as a seven with an arm. Is that right? An arm? A wing, of, yeah, yeah. A wing, a wing, a wing of eight. And I read the description and I was like, yeah, I like that. I think that's right. But yeah, a seven with a wing of eight. So maybe you can tell me a little bit more about what that means and who yeah. I get along with and who I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the thing that personally, the reason that I love the Enneagram so much, personality tests in general have always been fun for me. My educational background, I studied psychology in college. And so like understanding okay. people and how our brains work, that's, yeah. I enjoy that. Yeah. But um, the thing that I love about the Enneagram is it's not just telling you like, what you do. It's not necessarily looking for characteristics of how you behave. It's trying to dig deeper into what your motivations are and, Mm -hmm. and helping you become your, your best self, right. Helping you understand yourself so that you can become the best you that you can possibly be. And then in doing that, the Enneagram as a whole is helping you learn how to relate to others. So right. it doesn't necessarily That's mean what I find interesting right. is, is, okay. So that when I read my, the description of mine, I was like, okay, that resonates with me. I get that. Right. And if anytime I do any type of personality test, it kind of comes out that way with those descriptions. But for me, okay. So the, the interesting part is other people and how I would interact and how, because I've recently gone through a relationship change and not, I'm not talking about my husband and I'm like, okay, when I was reading that last night, I'm like, perhaps this has something to do with how I was reacting to this. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all about our, our core desires and our core fears. And, you know, we know how, how powerful fear can be. And a lot of times we don't even recognize the things we're afraid of. And it drives our responses so significantly. So the seven, um, I know that the nickname that the type seven gets is the enthusiast. And they Mm -hmm. they like to do a lot of things. And that does seem to fit you. Sevens are, in (laughs) my experience, very, um, 
just very dynamic folks who really draw people to them. And I could, I could see that about you. Um, our friend Crystal, who has already been on the podcast at this point and will continue to be, but she's also a seven. And yeah. when she and I met in, in Texas for the first time, we were roommates. And just like immediately, I was like, I love this girl. Her personality is infectious. She's awesome. And, um, and I think because I'm a three, so oh, I'm not super serious. I'm, that's not necessarily my person, my personality characteristic at all, but at the same time, I'm very goal oriented. And so yeah. sometimes I, I don't slow down enough to really have the fun that I need to have. And I think uh-huh. that might be one of the reasons I am personally so drawn to sevens is because you guys, if something sounds fun, you try it and yeah. there's, there's <laughs> not a lot of fear there. And you'll have to help me when you took the test. Did it tell you like the basic desire? I've got a book and I'm trying to remember exactly how it's worded for the seven. No, I didn't read anything about the basic desire. It was um, a a test on cloverleaf. Okay. It was a free test. So I know there's free tests and all that. I'm I'm not as familiar with that one, but I know generally speaking with with the Enneagram there's like there's your basic desire and then your basic fear and I want to say like the desire was just like to not miss out on anything like a seven doesn't want to miss out on anything they want to have fun and they they really kind of want to avoid anything that's not fun so I remember in a conversation I had with someone they were talking about like sevens in business so this may or may not ring true for you you can tell me if it's true that sevens in business, they like to do all the things. They have a tendency to be serial entrepreneurs, but also, (laughs) but also they, they have a tendency to sort of put on the back burner things like taxes and accounting and stuff like that, because they really don't care for that at all. (laughs) 100%, 100%. I think for about four weekends in a row, I said to my husband, we have to do the taxes this weekend. And he, and, and it's, it's more, I have to do my share of it because it's my business and I'm, I do it all myself, like, and, and just hand over my share of it because he works for a corporation. So it's just sending his stuff in to our, our person. Right? right. So I need to do my profit loss statements, all of that. And I've said it four weekends in a row, we have to do it. And he's like, well, so do it. <laughs> He's like, well, then get on that. (laughs) Like these canvases in my studio or it's nice weather outside. I need to walk the dog, you know, just. Yeah, (laughs) it's not, it's not fun. So it's not something you're interested in right now, but no, I do. Sevens are, I just, you guys draw people to you, which is awesome Uh because so many of us do have a tendency, even if to either be too serious or to be so focused on what's next. I think that can be my problem as a three is that like, I get in the zone with a project and everything is about what I've got to get done that I have, I have to remind myself to really slow down and yeah. be present yeah. and enjoy, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where it fits, but in, in there, but the thing that I don't know, I don't remember if it was in the description, but, I, but I'm also very, very driven. So I don't know if that's part of the wing. Sure. The challenge, challenger that, was yeah. the wing. I don't know that probably that is. is definitely part of it. Cause I tell you eights, eights rule the world. Eights are like natural born leaders and. Oh, okay. Just, yeah. Um, my see, mom I, didn't, I didn't see a description. It was like at midnight last night. I didn't see a description <laughs> on 
on the eight on yeah. the challenger yeah. part of it. But no, I, I was could, like, I oh. could certainly see where that wing is helping you drive your business forward and be really focused yeah. on, yeah. on goals and stuff. Yeah. Super fun. I, I want to get a book. So if you can re rec recommend a book for me, I want to read all about it. I recommend the sacred Enneagram. So the Enneagram has its roots in, in um, Christianity, like hundreds of years ago, it was initially, actually, I say that the first tracing of the idea, I think was actually Aristotle, but a lot of the, the research and the compiled work on it was done by monks initially. Oh. And then it was kind of passed down more right. verbally than anything. Um, mm -hmm. But now we're getting a lot more books about it, people who are really studying it in a, mo in a modern way so that we can apply it which is really, really cool. But the sacred Enneagram, it, it uncovers a lot of the modern uses, but it also sort of leans back to some of the spiritual roots of the Enneagram itself. And I've, I've, you know, that, that's a big thing for me. I love that. So that's why that's the book I recommend. I've got okay. a lot out of it. So, okay. I'm going to be ordering it today. Okay. <laughs> um, so as a seven and drawing people to you, that makes perfect sense with why you're so good at, at community, at growing a community. So how has, before you even started really building your own community, which I'm sure you did before you even realized you were doing it, how was being part of a community playing a role in your creative growth? Um, okay, so I moved, so when I moved to Texas, I, I, be, I began 100% online because I didn't have an in-person community. Okay. And so my community became the DIY paint community. And um, it was extremely supportive. And um, it, it kind of, it, it really gave me the confidence to put myself out there, but also I realized, I mean, I, I think during all of that, I started realizing that with the community that I had through DIY paint and which I love and I still love and all that, but that I needed to get deeper because I was alone and I was isolated, right? Cause I just moved out here. I didn't have any friends. Um, you know, I met some people, you know, at a place that I worked temporarily, but those were very fleeting passing relationships, you know, as you, yeah. it takes a while to find the ones that stick, right? Right. Um, especially maybe for a seven, because it, they need to be really good friends. Because, <laughs> I mean, I can have a lot of people, you know, and friends and all that, but like the real solid relationships. But, but I just started thinking, like, I need more. And I don't know if I was thinking that consciously or subconsciously right now, I feel like it was conscious, but I don't think so back then, but I needed more, I needed deeper relationships. And when I started doing lives, like shortly after I started doing lives to paint in front of people and all that, um, they became comfortable for me. So I started talking to people on the lives and kind of telling my story. And I share this all the time, Gail Lamucci Lopez, who is a member, the founding member of my group, was the first person that gave me an aha moment. And after one of my lives, she messaged me on Messenger and she told me she was crying and it was a happy, hopeful cry. And it was because of a story that I told about my journey. 
And um, right there and then I was like, oh my gosh, this is what it's about. This is community. And I called her and she freaked out that I called her because she was like, oh my gosh, this lady's calling me. And we talked and we talked and we talked. And um, I think that was the beginning of it subconsciously growing for me because it just, it made me realize that these, you know, it's, it's this community, whether it's online or in person is helpful to so many people. It's helpful to me to know that that happened. Um, and I mean, it's just, we need it so badly. We need this connection so badly and it can happen. It can happen online. Now, do I think online is it? And I'll be all know it. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. But it's a great place to start. Like you said, for, especially for you in a space where you didn't really know anybody yet, but yeah. you knew, you know, I need these connections. You, you found a way to, to build them yourself and, you know, for better or worse, the, the internet being what it is, I do think that that is a, a major benefit that the, you know, local has gotten a lot bigger for us. We, we can finally connect with people immediately who are not in our immediate vicinity you know absolutely and, and just the, the isolation and that was there's so many people I mean let's not even think about COVID and what that did this was before COVID and there's so many people because whether they're working so hard at a job that they don't like or you know their kids have left because they don't know you know and, and now they don't know what their purpose is and all of that and so they're isolated at home they don't know where to go where to get out or find the community isolation is a real real big thing and for me like the internet and facebook has been an amazing place it's nothing but beautiful stuff for me in my feed and what's going on because i've because that's all i use it for right is great stuff and and so I don't get all the stuff that people complain about, but that's a whole nother subject. <laughs> no, no, I tell it's people that like, all the time. <laughs> yeah, but but it's just like isolation is a real, real thing. And I get, I think the the most amazing part of this is so many of these people that are in my online community and in my group and, and, and even people who aren't in my group and what have you, I've met them and we've become lifelong friends. And, you know, now we have opportunities coming up to meet together and, and to gather. And I'm so excited for that. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Me too. We, um, you know, owning a retail store, I still have my connections with my, my staff because, you know, yes. it's necessary. Right. So I'm fortunate to have that, but like, and, and because of that, and because I tend to be so goal oriented, it took me a while to realize how many relationships kind of fell off to the side during COVID. And so right. now it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so ready to reconnect with all of these friends that I haven't seen in a year, um, you know, that we've just emailed every now and then. And it's like, yeah, you get so busy with life. Sometimes you don't realize how it's, how it's affecting you, but I'm the same way. I'm ready to start reconnecting with people and having yeah having our meetups and doing our things. I've, I miss yes. it a lot. Yes. Yes. So you have built this amazing online community, but recently you joined a local community, right? Where you have your studio. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a community for women. It's founded by women and it's for women creative entrepreneurs. And um, I have a little small studio there and I'm teaching some classes there. Um, 
And it's just, it, it's, and I'm amongst women and a few women that I followed for years. And I had no idea that I was going to actually be in the same building with them. Like women, I'm just like, oh my gosh, she's such an amazing artist. And I get to talk to her all the time and she's so nice, you know? And um, so that's just been a very, very different thing to be in person, you know? with people, with, with people who are like-minded. Right. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So what can you speak to the benefits of the online versus the local community or in, in either direction and how you feel like the two could be combined effectively mm-hmm. to, to make it even better or, you know, the ways in which they, they need to be different. Well, it, yeah, I can. It's, it's, it's part of my vision. It really, really is. So, um, I think that the online community is something that has benefited us all in such an amazing way. And the fact that we can, if you're feeling alone or you want to learn how to do something or whatever, you can pick that up anytime and that will be there for you. Um, and I think it's, you know, the, the connections that are made are real and, and lasting and, and what have you. Um, at the same time, I think that there's nothing that beats an actual touch, right? An mm-hmm. actual hug, an actual holding the hands and being able to look at someone and say, I feel you, I get it. I empathize with everything that you're talking about face to face, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, I mean, it can definitely be combined. And I feel like that's kind of, that's my big goal with my group and my membership group. And you know this. Um, I have, well, I, I did a retreat two years ago because I used to do that all the time with teachers. I did teacher retreats. Um, so two years ago I did a retreat and it was just such like an amazing experience to take people who were in my group. And all of a sudden we got to get together and we had gourmet food and we did, you know, we actually like sat down at tables and did art together and created, we made candles one night and all of that. And it's just like, oh my gosh, those gals. And it, there were only 15 people at this tr- retreat. The gals that were at the retreat, those are the people that I talk to on a regular basis on the phone, right? Some of them I see on a regular basis because some of them were local here, but on like, those are lasting, lasting, really deep connected relationships. So it has always since then been my vision to continue doing this. And I have on my, my whole goal planning, my five-year goal that I will have a retreat program. So that's starting this year and I'm having another retreat. There will be 25 people there and it's with people in my group, but also because not everybody can do that. You also know this and (laughs) Um, I just, I've been planning this for a year and a half, but then COVID happened. We are doing as part of our group, what's called, um, color me creative regional meetups. And it is, let's see, what's the tagline that I said? Can you remember color me creative regional meetups, Mm -hmm. a gathering of artists, hearts, and souls? Yes. Yes, that's right. And so folks like Danielle, you're doing, you're going to be doing one, right, are going to be regional leads. And on one day on June 20th, everybody who is 
saying, I'm going to do this region, I'm going to do this region. I mean, I'm hoping there's going to be 30, 40, 50 of them around the country. Mm -hmm. There's going to be one in Australia. Love Our, it, love it. Love I know, I know. It's so exciting. This a year and a half. And they, like I had it planned and then COVID hit. Uh -huh. um, and, and you all are going to invite creatives from your area to come together and collaborate and network and figure out what's working, what's not working, what can we do for each other um, and make relationships because that's, Love we it. need those. I'm excited so about I'm that. So June 26th, I, right? I think June, is it June 26th? I think it's June 26th, a Saturday. Okay, June 26th, Saturday. <laughs> yes, and so um, this is airing mid-April and so yes. right This episode out, is coming I, out on April 19th, so. Awesome. So right after that, everybody will be seeing, you know, I'll be putting out um, posts and ads and all of that. So people can figure out how to contact their local lead. We'll all have all of your lead information on that. Somehow I'm going to figure out how to do that, but <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awesome. So I, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to being a part of that. I think that's a really cool idea. I know, um, there are other, like I have actually participated in the rising tide society. They're Tuesdays together. And it's for like, it's kind of for all business owners, I guess. Like it's, it's creative entrepreneurs, but there's a lot of graphic designers and photographers and, sure. and folks who are working in the service industry. So I met a couple of people through there that do more handmade, like art type stuff. But I feel like this is going to be geared more toward our niche, I guess, of the creative yeah. community. And so I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about that. I think that's going to be pretty awesome. So I can't wait to be a part Thank of it. Thank you. Thank you. So if you were talking to a new artist, maybe that is just now finding you and they're looking for ways to plug into a community, whether it's yours or somewhere local to them, aside from these meetups, which would be an excellent way, but what, how else would you recommend that they find ways to plug into community? Um, I mean, an online community, I would say, just look for what you're interested in and try, I mean, try lots, you know? I mean, there's difference between a free community and a paid community. They all have their place, right? And just follow your interest and give it a try. All the, the paid group, like mine's a paid group, right? Um, so you're gonna get a lot of content, but try, you know, try them because mm -hmm. you can leave after one month yeah see if it's something you like see if it's something you connect if you don't connect you know and you're going to connect if i always tell everybody the best way to make the connections is to engage mm -hmm. so you try them you engage if you're watching lives start engaging say something say hi to the people it's i mean as far as the online community if you're engaging it's going to be wonderful for you um and also keep it happy and keep it simple. Oh yeah, <laughs> online. Always. Don't yeah. go into any. You know, I don't even want to <laughs> say the words. Um, but as far as community, I think a lot of communities have groups for whatever you're interested. Women, you know, for me, it's all about women and women entrepreneurs and women creatives and all of that. And I was, um, I neglected this. I didn't look for it, and. I don't know why one day I woke up and I was like, I need to get somewhere in person. And I looked and I couldn't even believe what I found. And so just look for it. Look, I mean, it's join a group, 
you know, an in-person group or take workshops, go mm-hmm. find your local artists and take workshops. You're going to meet a friend, you know, right. when, when you take a workshop. Um, but I just, I would say engage with the community. It's something that because of my isolation and I started this online thing, I am very guilty of not doing. And I cannot even tell you how happy I am now that I have. Yeah. That's awesome. I was kind of the opposite from, you know, for me with the store that I was in and everything, I was plugged into a local community before I found the online community and realizing like they both have a place and they can work together and sort of figuring out how to bring the two together to make it even better has been, um, has been a really big deal. And it's really, honestly, even though I was, I was trying to do some of this before COVID hit, you know, last year there, you know, there were, there were certainly good lessons that I think we learned in our forced isolation, which was how do we bring our, our in-person folks? How do we deepen those connections when we can't actually be together? And adding that online component has been super helpful for me, you know, even locally, but then it grows the community too, because then you get the opportunity to get people who are outside of your little, you know, 10 mile radius. Right. Right. You can connect with people that maybe you're even a better fit. I compare it to when, I don't know if this was your experience in school, but when I was in school, I went to a really small feeder school that went to a bigger high school. And, you know, a lot of people were really nervous about going from the smaller school to the bigger school. And I was too, I was one of those kids that, you know, everyone's afraid of change. But then once that happened, I actually was able to meet more friends who were probably more like me just because it was a bigger group of people. So it was easier. You have more choices. Exactly. More choices. Easier to find the right fit. And I feel like the same thing happens here in the online community. Like the people that we're with locally and spending time with in person, we, I mean, it's wonderful. And the benefits that we get from being able to collaborate and be together, it's, it's wonderful. But when you can find people even more so like you who may be on the other side of the country and it's not like you're going to get to get together all the time but you talk on the phone or you do podcasts together, or you do lives together and, and you're able to connect and really feed that friendship and your creativity and inspiration together. It, it's, there's really yeah. nothing like it when you find the right people to, to plug in together. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and it's just like, like you said, I mean, you have more choices, so mm-hmm. you are eventually going to find exactly what the right niche is for you. And like, I mean, I know Facebook, for one, and it's same with YouTube or Instagram or whatever, but Facebook always advertises. There's a group for that. I mean, if you love nothing but blue tennis shoes, there's probably a group for that, you know? (laughs) And so it's, yeah, it's so fun. It it, it really, really is. It has, it has been very life altering for me. Yeah. So what is one piece of advice that you would give to a new created new creative who is maybe just getting started in, in a business endeavor. In a business endeavor. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that is, that's very specific because if you're a creative and you just want to learn, I would say just learn, but right. if you want it to be a business, um, I would say the first thing that you need to do, and this is what's, this is what drives me is figure out what you want out of life. Um, if I didn't know, if I didn't have the vision of not what my life is now, what I want my life to be and what I want my creative business to afford me, then I would not be 
motivated on the business sense, right? Mm -hmm. I would have my group and I wouldn't be worried about it because I love my group and I really love doing that, but I would not be motivated in the business sense. And that is that the fact that if you're creative and you want your creative life to afford you things, you have to be growing. You mm -hmm. always have to be growing. You awesome. can't just say, okay, well, I figured out this is working. So I'll just stay right here in this place. Yes. Right. Yes. So you do have to take a little bit of that business stuff that may be not as fun or whatever. And you have to just be very driven with that. Part yes. But I don't feel like you get there unless you have a vision for your life. Yeah. Yeah, I work, I work with a lot of, of creatives at the store because we, we have this opportunity for people to have sort of a low rent situation and kind of try out their hobby as a business. And you can, there's a difference and it's not necessarily good or bad. Like some people, it truly is a hobby that they just want to make a little money at. And so right. if they can pay their rent and, and pay for supplies, they're happy and that's great. That's but the perfectly ones okay. Who, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the ones who have decided, no, this is what I want. This is my vision. How do I get there? They're the yeah. they're the ones that you see growing and asking the right questions and really like figuring out what their thing is. And those are the yeah, I love working with all creatives, don't get me wrong, but for me helping people grow on the business side of things. I, right. I just, I have so much fun helping people start businesses. <laughs> right. I, mean, I, I love it. Circle. Yeah. I do too. I'm right there with you. And that's like, like my creative group, there are both people. There are people who want to grow as artists for their own personal pleasure. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you're not doing art for your own personal pleasure, you're never going to make it. You never, have, yeah, to, you're never you have to have that first. Right. 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 But and, but there's people that that's enough for them mm -hmm. and congratulations. That's amazing. I want to help you grow your skills as an artist. Right. But then, like you said, there's those people who are, want to do it, you know, for business or need to do it for right. as a business. Like for me, I need to, because mm -hmm. I left this thing and my husband's going to give up on me, you know, no, he's not. <laughs> Me, but he might lose patience every once in a while right. if I don't make what I promised I could make work work you know yeah um but it's the same thing like so that's why I started my business group because I was like okay well there's some people in here who want more and in my creative group I give a little bit of business it's, I, I call it business light you know mm -hmm. um but for the people who really really want more I have this other group that's more intimate and all that so that has been and I did not know I was just like I, I say we're building our businesses together, not like, hey, I have the most success. You need to do what I do. No, we're doing it together. I did not know how satisfying that was going to be. And it is yes. just like, I enjoy it so much. Yes, I love it. I, I just, yeah, that's, uh, um, so Maker's Mill, which is not open, will be open again very soon. But actually, no, by the time this airs, Maker's Mill will be open actually probably right now for people to sign up. And for me, that's what it's about. The people who are just getting started or who maybe have been doing it for a while at the hobby level. And they're now they're like, okay, I need to ramp it up. What do I need to do? Yeah. do a lot yes. of that too. Talking about, you Good. know, life vision, yeah. but then also the, pra the practical stuff, because there's a lot of little things that I know um, for me, I started like handmade stuff like 10 years ago and, and it was just a hobby for like a solid five, six years. It was nothing but a hobby. I never really 
maybe in my wildest dreams thought I would leave my full-time job, but not really. It was, you know, that wasn't really something that I thought about. So it took, you know, significant life events to make me go, no, this is what I really want to do. And everything changed at that point. So everything that I have learned since then, it was all such a learning curve because there's so much information out there. And if you don't know where to go find it, it just takes a long time. So yeah, I have, I have loved putting that together and working with people who were just like, they're right there at the beginning and like watching them grow and see that confidence come about in them. is just so exciting. So so much fun. It's so much fun. I have, I have a few girls, um, in my group, girls, ladies, women, I have a few women in my group who are about to launch and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I'm just like, ah, so I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for talking with me today. If it's okay, I'm going to ask you just a couple of quick rapid fire questions again to let them know you better and see where you're at right now. So what are you watching or reading right now? Um, I read a lot and I I wish I could say I read, um, fiction, but I just don't, I'm just constantly reading business stuff. And I'll tell you my favorite, it's not like a read, like I read a story, but this is something that I always have with me. It's called, you are a message meditations for the creative entrepreneur. And I would not call them meditations. It's more like messages. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you you're not supposed to read through it. You're just supposed to open up a page and see what it tells you. And so you can see all the, like, there's just a ton of bookmarks in here, but that is what I just, I love this. And the other thing that I swear by is this book, Crossroads of Should and Must Find and Follow Your Passion. You know, I talk about this book all the time Yeah, yeah. in the group. Um, But that it's just, it's just a really light reading book for anybody who's wanting to you know, kind of follow this path of this creative entrepreneurship. Um, but I mean, I read, I read, I have tons. I'm always buying new creative books, business books, all of that. I wish I could just sit down and read a fiction book. Um, but I'm, what I'm watching is whatever my husband's watching because he controls the remote control. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Does other than that, I mean, other on than TV that, or is he a streamer? He, he watches TV. Um, he watches cooking shows okay. mostly. Um, and so, I mean, other than that, I don't really watch that much TV. Okay. And then where would you go tomorrow if money, time, and resources were of zero consequence? I would go to the Amalfi Coast in Italy. And I would go on a, um, a, cook- a cooking tour. So that is just a dream of mine and my husband's because he's, he's a amazing, he's a really great cook. Um, but yes, I mean, there's all these tours where you go and you meet up with different chefs from in the different areas and regions yeah. along the coast. And that's, that's my dream. We had it planned when my husband was turning 40 and that's when the recession hit and he lost his job. Oh. And so, you know, I mean, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it was planned. It was paid for. And it's like, Oh no, we have to take this and all that. And so we're going to do it now before we're 60 and we're in our fifties now. So. <laughs> there you go. so, so soon, really relatively soon anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds awesome. That does sound amazing. I've always wanted to go to Italy too. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Kara, thank you again so much for joining me today. This has been so much fun. And 
all of our audience members will be able to find your information in the show notes. They can look there for the class that's still going to be available, the ColourPop class that's still going to be available to them. Yep. They'll also be able to find out more about the Color Me Creative regional meetups. Um, yes. We'll make sure that yes. all, of, all of that information is readily accessible in the show notes for them so that they can check you out. So awesome. thank you. I appreciate it so much, Danielle. I'm so happy that you're doing this. That's all for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Remember to check out the Makers Chat community so you can dive deeper into the conversation. You'll find the link to join in our show notes. Have a beautiful week and we will chat again soon.